Welcome to the MDS podcast. Today on this issue of the podcast, we will be speaking with Claudia Trankwalder, the outgoing president of the Movement Disorder Society. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us today, Dr. Trinkwalder. Thank you for the invitation, Sarah. I'm happy to talk to you. So let's talk about the MDS Congress, which just wrapped up last week. The 2021 Congress, of course, was virtual for the second time. How do you think it went? Do you think a virtual or a hybrid model is here to stay? I think the MDS Congress this year went very well, and we had lots of participants, more than 13,000 from over 140 countries. And I was especially glad that we had a positive feedback, but also we could definitely reach members, but also non-members in remote areas of the world. And this you can only achieve with a pure virtual meeting. So I think for this time in the pandemic, it was the right decision to do. Do you think in the future there will be some kind of hybridization of the meeting, even when it returns to in-person? Has that been discussed? Yeah, I I think it, it will turn into hybrid meeting. We already discussed this and uh, the <clears throat> CSPC, so the the Congress program committee is in discussion how they could manage this. So to have an in-person meeting, maybe some smaller meeting than before, but also definitely added by a virtual educational part so that, again, others from remote areas can participate because not everyone can afford to travel maybe next year to an in-person congress in some place in the world. I'm sure that a lot of our listeners will be happy to hear that they'll have that option. Although, of course, I and I'm sure many others do miss being able to get together in person. Yeah, I've, I think there will be an opportunity to get together and especially also for committee meetings, task forces. Sometimes we really miss to sit together around a table and just to have an open discussion. And, you know, a lot of things are discussed over coffee then again. And and finally, you come to some new ideas, to some consensus. And this is very difficult in a virtual meeting. In your opinion, what were the highlights of the Congress? Is there any research that was highlighted that you found particularly intriguing? Yeah, I think there were many highlights, difficult to list them all, but I especially liked also the presidential lectures with very comprehensive presentations from Oscar Gershanik about the atypical Parkinson syndrome, but also from Etienne Hirsch about neuroprotection in PD, and he nicely listed all factors to be considered for clinical trials and to be improved in the future to finally perform 
efficient and valid trials for neuroprotection in neurodegeneration. And, and maybe others to mention, <clears throat> we had a joint symposium with the European Academy of Neurology with Claudio Bassetti as their current president on REM sleep behavior disorders and they looked into these phenotypes, into pathophysiology, into imaging with a new method, RT-QUICK, in cohorts of RBD. And I think this is quite exciting new research that was presented. And probably my personal highlight was really at the highlight session at the last day. So there were different speakers that talked about Parkinson's and non-Parkinson movement disorders, and especially the lecture from BJ from Korea was extraordinary. He gave a, a splendid lecture on Parkinson's biomarkers cohort, and he told all this new research within a a full story like like a piece of art. So I can only recommend watch it yourself. It's different. I missed that one and I'll definitely check it out. I believe that the full cohort of lectures on uh, from the Congress are still available through October 1st. Is that correct? Yes. You can watch it still October 1st, but the members can watch it for another six months. Oh, wonderful. So glad I'm a member. So uh, uh, just a little plug based on what you said about RT quick and REM sleep behavior disorder. We did just record a podcast with the research article of the year from the movement disorders journal regarding RT quick as a potential biomarker in skin biopsies for Parkinson's disease and looking into that in prodromal PD in REM sleep behavior disorder in other alpha-synucleinopathies, et cetera, which was a very interesting research. Yeah, I think this is a really interesting field, and we will see in the future how far we can get with this method and if we can use it maybe in other fluids in the future than just the skin. but. Um, I think this is promising. What are you most proud of during your tenure as tenure as the society's president? I think I'm just proud that we did very well during the pandemic. And this was a real challenge. And, you know, we switched quite immediately from on-site courses to virtual lectures. And then within a short time, I decided that we have to switch our Congress that was planned for Philadelphia into a full virtual Congress. And it was amazing, but we were able to do it. At that time, not even the AAN was able to switch as quickly. And I think we had a very good virtual meeting, the first one with more than 20,000 participants last year. And we did everything virtual, including the video challenge, scientific, educational lectures. And I can only feel a 
big gratitude for Vincenzo Bonifati, the CSPC chair, and Oscar Gershanik, who were convinced with me, and then it went, everything went very quickly. I'm sure anybody who was in a leadership role over the last two years is ready to retire. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was quite a lot of work because you have to reinvent everything new because of the virtual nature. And maybe second, which is close to this, I'm quite proud that we could bring education to remote areas and that this was all for free. And we were able, the society was able to afford this free education, free registration for our congresses last year and this year. And I hope that future presidents will continue with this important mission of our society to provide free education. That's certainly a very noble cause and something that's really important for the future of of patient care all over the world. So I commend you for that, for prioritizing that. I'm sure you've been involved in the discussions on how the MDS in general is going to or planning to evolve over time. What should members expect for the future? What visions do you and the society have? Yeah, there was another project that we initiated and is currently really just starting. And this is update criteria for definition of Parkinson's disease. But then later on also for other neurodegenerative diseases. And we have created a methodology committee that just finished the first document, how we can establish such a work and how we can use it as a long-term project because I think our society has really all all the expert and the leaders to create and to define movement disorders and also to update then the definitions from time to time and You know that the genetics and the biomarkers are fast developing sciences and we need to incorporate them within diagnostic criteria. And I think this is a project that I see for the future also ongoing within the society. And I think the other future aspects are especially the globalization of the society. We have now established the African section and we further have to develop that diverse cultures and people, including gender balance and also included basic scientists can be incorporated well in our society and also in our leadership. And I think this is the future to go for the society, to be really a global society with a with an outreach into remote areas, but also to give opportunities to different 
cultures and members for becoming leaders in our society. After you step down as president, what do you, how do you plan to continue to be involved with the MDS? After stepping down as president, you still have two years to go within the officers group as the immediate past president. So I'm still involved in all the active decisions and into decision-making. And then there are certain roles that a past president should cover. For example, maybe becoming the chair of the uh, International Congress Oversight Committee, or I am now also a member of the nominating committee. So the society has specific, let's say, rules, not in the bylaws, but rules, how to involve the past president into the active um, society's business. And what is one piece of advice that you have for the incoming MDS president, Professor Cardosa? I think with this growing and big society and the many tasks that I know will still come, just the advice, stay calm and trust your own decision because there will be lots of work and sometimes you have to set priorities. Great advice. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for carving this time out to talk to us and thank you for your leadership in the society. It's truly been a remarkable couple of years uh, in a number of ways. And I can definitely credit you to moving the MDS towards a better future. Yes. Thank you. I thank you and um, the podcast group for inviting me for this podcast. And uh, I really hope and I'm convinced that MDS will have a bright future with still many tasks to come.